All right, welcome to this episode of the After the Click Photography Podcast with your host, Andy Gray. That will be me. Today, I have guests, multiple guests. Uh, we are going to attack, attack the maybe slightly controversial subject of workshops in the COVID era. Uh, so we're going to have a little discussion about that. But today, firstly, I would like to introduce to my introduce my guests. Firstly, is the first ever landscape photographer of the year, UK, obviously. It is the very, very lovely John Gibbs. Good morning to you, John. Hello, mate. Are you all right? I'm very well, sir. And also joining us is another good, very good buddy of mine, uh, Rob Knight, who is the beating heart and the the, the soul and the community-driven uh, landscape photographer. Well, m- multiple ex- multiple discipline photographer. Uh, he runs the yearly connected exhibitions down in Nottinghamshire uh, from outside Sheffield, aren't you, John? Uh, Rob, I sorry. am. I am, yes. yes. Welcome uh, to we- you, Rob. Uh, thank you both very much for, for your attendance this morning on this lovely Pleasure. Monday morning. Uh, so thank you both for coming along. Now, the reason for, like I said, the reason for this podcast is to talk about the the COVID era and its effect on workshops, you know, mainly specifically landscape photography workshops. You would kind of think that it's all fine because it's all outside, but obviously there are risks involved. And we've seen recently a lot of people starting to advertise again for workshops because they are one of the mainstays of people's businesses. So the, the thing that really sparked today's idea of having this chat was that I saw a tweet from John last week advertising his workshop for up in Scotland next March. Uh, and obviously I retweeted it because I'd love to support John. Uh, Rob also retweeted as well. Uh, and there was a little bit of a conversation going on on Twitter on that about supporting each other and all that. Uh, so I thought it would be interesting to get these two guys on to um, just talk about workshops and the COVID era. So, uh, yeah, I suppose we better kind of kick off and make this, uh, yeah, uh, get this conversation rolling. So to start off, I'm kind of interested in how both of you have been affected by the whole shutting down of, of the economy and all this kind of stuff and the restrictions on movement and basically how the COVID thing has affected both of your businesses. Because you are both, you know, full-time professional landscape, well, full-time photographers. Uh, so I'd just be interested in how things stand with you both. Um, going on my own knowledge of, on how bad things have got for me, I'd imagine not very good. So if you could just give us a bit of a background on how things, how things have been for you. John, if you'd like to start. Yeah, cheers, cheers, Andy. Yeah, first thing I must just say, um, guys, or to everyone who's listening, is that aside from photography, I have a very ill 85-year-old mother, which is who I have to look after. So you can probably see already that I have problems, you know, meeting people and going out with people, because obviously I don't want to give her any problems. But aside from that, um, it's been very, very difficult. I have, I already decided straight away as soon as this came in to knock one the ones on the head. I just thought, no, I'm not going to deal with those. And I would, um, you know, try and keep the group ones going. Um, and that's been up, okay, up to a point um, about two or three weeks ago when the new Scottish regulations came in. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the new Scottish regulations came in, I lost a workshop next month in Ascent. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a huge chunk for me, a huge chunk. And um, all I have now running for this year is one in mid-November in Norfolk. Now, Norfolk, we've been a very, very lightly affected, and I'm, and I'm not belittling the problem at all, but we are a lightly affected region because, you know, we don't have too many huge centres of population. So we haven't had so many problems compared with other parts of the country, but um, so hopefully I can run that one. Yeah. But aside from that, um, obviously, I've lost workshops, cut down my one-to-ones, my decision, mm-hmm. and cut down the one-to-ones, um, Obviously, I've now got a very, very few group workshops left. 
Luckily, there has been a little bit of help from the government. I don't know whether you've had any yourself, Rob or Andy, but I've managed to fill in the um, forms for the scheme that came in, you know, for the um, three-month payments and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. With that has helped. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, the basic thing I can say is it's just, I think it's a case of looking at this year and just trying to just get by. Yeah. Um, my, um, I'm not saying my love for photography is gone, but I'm just not inspired at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I've been going out during the summer and there's just been people everywhere, you know. It's just not like the uh, normal summers where, you know. I was, gonna, saying, I was going to say, has, has Norfolk been a bit like Northumberland has? Because it's, it's been absolutely, absolutely manic yeah. here. I, we just cannot believe it. You, you've got to go out on the roads and you're like, this is not normal. This is mm. not normal. And you turn up everywhere and there's people everywhere. I, and that's not being selfish. You know mm. what photographers are like. We like our solitude. <laughs> yeah. You also turn up at these lovely places and they are treated like garbage. You know, yep. there's rubbish everywhere. The beaches are awful. Parking, as we know, throughout the country has mm. been awful. People, selfish people. And it's just completely put me off at the moment. I, I've, I've been out, I don't know, five or six times since this damn thing yeah. started. So it's not only affected the, you know, the business side, it's affected my love for outdoors and for photography. Yep. So. Awful, really. What, what can I say? Yeah, similar for me. I've been I've been out maybe once once or twice a month since July, when it, when things opened up again, and even then it was only nice for the first couple of days, and then the world descended, and you just didn't feel like going out. And 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 again, just like yourself, John, you're, I've got an elderly an elderly mother that I'm looking after, so I'm not wanting to expose myself to them kind of problems as well. So it's really difficult, mate. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a tricky balance. Rob, how thing how th- how have things been with you? I know you do a lot of online anyway. Uh, you're going to move a lot more into that. Have you been? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's been an interesting. It's certainly been, you know, a real challenge. Um, as with everybody, uh, I think the first thing to to note that you know you at the end of the day, whatever you do has got to be. Um, you can't just think for yourself. You've got you've got to think around the wider people uh, at the moment. So it's thinking about you know elderly elderly relatives, people who are vulnerable, even community uh, and and other and also going wider. Um, you know, going to places. Um, you, you've got to think about the communities you're going into mm-hmm. uh, and travelling to as well. So very similar to John in that extent is that we'd I, I did a lot of work. Uh, early doors uh, picked up with uh, the tourist boards and visit Britain. Um, worked quite hard to get the sort of COVID good to go, COVID secure stuff to do what we could mm-hmm. uh, until sort of the situation changed, as John points out. Um, so we, we got all that in place, um, and it you know, and it did add a cost as well, um, obviously, because you know things like making sure you've got face masks if people don't have them, hand sanitizer, daft things like, mm-hmm. you know, signage and stuff to go around accommodation and, and communal spaces where you're teaching when, when you're indoors as well. So, you know, it's, it all comes at a cost and you, you do all you can to prepare. Yeah. Uh, and you look at what you've got. I think, you know, probably something we'll get onto later. I think some people have interpreted the exception for business and education slightly differently. Right. Um, but for me, as I say, the important thing, and we've always stated it, is supporting the communities, not only where we're going. So certainly as we finished off, we had a, we had a, a workshop in Arden Market in March, literally just on the cusp of lockdown. As I, was just, I was just about to mention that because you <laughs> you were you were up there as as things were starting to close down, weren't you? We were, and uh, it, it was it was dual it was dual edge because it was beautiful to be isolated and feel remote, but you were miles away from family and friends, mm. and you were worried about what's going. So we got one eye on whether we needed to come home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because. How, how, how many did, did you have with you? Was it six uh, so, or seven? So we, so, so we had, no, we, 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 we only go for sort of, we had two different weeks. So we had two groups mm-hmm. of four. Right. Uh, yeah. That's maximum I ever worked to anyway on yeah. something like that, just, you know, for inclusivity and make sure everybody's got time. And uh, so, we, yeah, we had sort of eight over two weeks. 
but second week, it, it was a stress because we were all keeping an eye on what was going on back home, what, mm-hmm. what was going to happen, and there was lots of rumours. Yeah. Um, well, especially but, when you're out, out on the peninsula of Ardnamurkin where the communication isn't exactly great. And uh, Absolutely. And, and and also, you know, I mean, what we, we ended up working quite hard with, we, we, we got a minibus with us and we all made a decision that we'd do what we could because there was a lot of very rural people up there who mm-hmm. were remote, couldn't get out, who were already isolating uh, up in La Carver in that area. So we did some food drops for the local uh, for local stores to people right. so just to do our bit because, mm-hmm. you know, as I say, I feel wherever we go, it's it's important for us to give a little something back uh, because we are dropping in on these places as photographers. Um, so without wandering too much into that, it's really, you know, it has had a knock-on, as mm-hmm. you'd expect. Have, we took a decision to get try and get COVID secure as we could. Um, the rules changed, as John said, up in Scotland, so we've We've kind of we gave we peeled back uh, a little bit. We uh, I also wanted to put people's well-being because I, what I didn't mm. want to do is default T's and C's and so say we well, book now. Technically, we're COVID secure. We could have an exempt on business and education if we really wanted to look at it that way. And you must come or you lose your money. Which you then get people coming who feel like they're they're not going to enjoy the experience. Mm-hmm. And for me. And, you know, probably the same with John. You want people who come and join you um, to have the best possible experience. And it's all about having the disconnection and being able to enjoy the photography. So mm. we give people the option to move stuff, um, you know, which is <laughs> business-wise, you, you know, you might as well kick yourself in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the best. So we've shifted a load of stuff to next year. So you, you mentioned the online. I'm, I'm very fortunate I've come from a higher education background and I've always been kind of worked in online distance and blended learning so i've been able to move a lot of stuff and do some new courses and trying to make things a bit interesting so it's given us a little bit of opportunity i think i've done about you guys but the, the one thing that you know as john points out whether you feel like doing photography and teaching and stuff mm-hmm. whilst lockdown was on and once we were re- released a little bit it kind of knocks your confidence and your desire a little bit that so you're kind of balancing that with the business side of things as well yeah. i mean purely on the you know creative side of things it's taken a long time to get back into it for myself you know it's yeah. almost happened to relearn again after all you know basically three or four months without a camera or minimal use of a camera and it's it's only i was out on sunday just taking my mother out for a drive took a few shots and that's probably the best stuff I've taken this year on my initial look through. So it's going to be, you know, if, if we're going to be stuck again, you know, this year might just well be written off creatively, never mind business-wise. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, you, I mean, you, you do, you obviously, you do a bit online. I do a little bit online. John, your side of stuff, there's, is there much you can do online with the kind of stuff that you, that you do? I, I, my, my, my reliance now, I mean, since, you know, since we closed the gallery a couple of years ago, my yeah. reliance is simple as that now. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as stock world anymore. I mean, all that sort of, yeah. that's people who can travel around the world and get wonderful pictures. I can't. So my, yeah, unfortunately, my one angle is workshops. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the moment, yes, I'm, a li- I'm in trouble, but I will, I think I'll get by, but my yeah. only is not this year now. My worry is 2021. Yeah. I mean, like I say, I've booked now one for March and I'm thinking, hold on, March, Scotland. I mean, is that going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, and then of course you're then creeping into April and then you're creeping into places like May where people aren't quite so interested because, you know, the weather gets a little bit nice and they want dramatic yeah. weather. So it's, um, yeah, I think next year is the worry. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to scrape through this year. But um, will the regulations still be with us in March, April? Well, oh. I mean, was it Boris? You know, he says expect these for six months. You know, yeah, exactly. It's like after you know, we've already done six months. Another yeah. six months of quite hard. I mean, I was just watching on the telly earlier on on, on like the wedding industry, and the last on there it said like you know she was a, like a, she was a cake maker, and it was like well. It's not just the remainders of this year. It's 
it, this is going on for six months of 15 people at a wedding. And I was like, oh, I never really realized. I, I thought this was, right, this 15 people was probably maybe for a month and then they'll go back to 30. But it, it must be kind of, they're expecting it to be 15 attendees at a wedding for till March next year. So, someone someone email me because obviously with these workshops now you're getting you're getting your participants email me going well john is it still going ahead mm. are we still going for it and of course they start i'm not saying they start getting panicky but obviously they're worried about it so yeah. you think and like rob mentioned earlier on you don't want people turning out on edge mm-hmm. you want them to go there and relax and have a wonderful yeah. time beautiful surroundings and you don't want them all on edge going oh you know should we be here should we yes. you know and it's just a worry for them as well as as well as mm-hmm. us. Um, and a very good point that Rob made about the local communities. I was up in um, Ascent last week. I mean, Rob, you were obviously in Ardemirkan. I was in Ascent on that last week, and it felt a little bit naughty towards mm-hmm. the end of that week. You thought, we shouldn't really be here anymore. Um, and, you, you know, you could sort of sense it in the people when you went to the shops. You were like, ooh. They're sort of looking at it as if to say, what are you doing here? Um, <laughs> You're not thrown around here. So correct. And then, like I say, talking about March, have I booked, have I booked something too early? Um, did I just try and get a, a little job, you mm-hmm. know, for those winter months and and start again in autumn next year, you know, autumn 2021 and cut my losses and, you know, um, go and fill the shelves at Morrison's, mm-hmm. which, you know, I used to do many mm-hmm. years ago. Very difficult, mate. Very difficult. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, oh, <laughs> a completely different thing is – you know, the, the other kind of jobs that are around, you know, there's bar work, hotel work, or whatever, they're on their knees as well. So it's not a case of like, right, the photography's not going well at the minute. I just need a job to keep the bills paid for the next six months. The easiest kind of work, you know, unless you're a professional in something else, the easiest stuff, that's not there either. Yeah. Where, where do you go to, mate? Yeah. Where do you go to? And, you know, I'm not to, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not 25 anymore, you know, mm-hmm. fairly fit, but. You know, if, if a you know thirty year old turns up and a fifty two year old turns up wants a little job stacking shelves or whatever, they're going to give it to the younger chap probably, aren't they? Let's face it. So um, it's like, yeah, times guys, difficult times, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That knock on on the economy, uh, you know. It, I, I guess you, you look at it, and in some ways, you're kind of thankful you're not certainly not a wedding photographer uh, because. You, you, that's not even something that you can move to an online for, you know, yeah. teaching and learning. They will, will very much be, you know, stuck for the remainder of this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, listening to the last that was on the telly earlier this morning, book, you know, everything's booked up all of 2021 because everybody that was getting married in 2020 automatically went in the next year. So the next year, all these places are actually packed solid. There might only be 15 people there until March, but they're still packed solid. So the 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 generally they, they will. They're pretty sure that they will pick up next year. But you know our own, you know our own businesses in what we work in. Uh, you know, not not everybody's a, wanting to be a photographer, but there's a hell of a lot of people wanting to get married. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the other knock on, I guess, it's certainly for you know for us as well, uh, and, and guess for other people in the same boat is that the things you you know where people have you know it's got close, so you know or, or to your payment deadlines and stuff, and then you've had to shift them because the rules have changed, so they go into next year. People, you know, on the whole, I found people are brilliant. They're mm-hmm. really really supportive, um, you know, and they they want to move because they're really keen to come to these places that you know we offer. Uh, and you know, but that then you, you're then taking up slots that you would have been doing in 2021. So, as John mm-hmm. says, 2021, you've faced with two choices you've got to work doubly hard, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and, uh, in some ways, aspirationally, you sort of step outside of the nine to five or whatever you, you know, the rat race to spend. You know, to to do this for yourself, you put all the hard work in over the years, and you, and it's about having more time with your family and more time to do, you know, other stuff and be, you know, be the governor of your own time a little bit. And then, so obviously, but then next year you think, well, yeah, yeah, 
actually the reality is you're going to have to work double hard. So you're going to have the ones you've moved. And then if if things are freeing up, you've got to put new stuff in. So you're probably, you're probably where you would have worked maybe one week a month on a residential type workshop. Mm-hmm. You're now faced with potentially two weeks away from home and everybody else. Um, you know, and I can only imagine, you know, that's, you feel like the imposition because then the rest of the family's got to deal with like looking after elder, elder relatives and, yeah. you know, doing all the really boring mundane stuff like school runs and mm-hmm. shopping, this kind of stuff that you try yeah. and take, take on, isn't it? So, so either of you, you know, grant on, on the proviso that 2021, you know, we're kind of get back to something semi-normal. Are, are you both? thinking about doubling things up next year just to claw something back um, it's difficult it's like i was saying earlier guys about what i think what i believe is the timetable for like landscape workshops i think mm-hmm. they sort of finish for me around april may because also accommodation gets very very yeah expected to book i think accommodation seems to be and i don't know whether it's me but it seems to be rising slightly <laughs> people want money back don't they they've had a yeah. bad year um, so I will cut off, I think, April. So that mm. doesn't leave me an awful lot this side of the year. And if I start booking things in January and February, I don't think people are going to be interested. Yeah. So, again, my, my from my point of view, let's just get through the first part of next year and just try mm. and scrape through, perhaps get a, maybe even a summer job. I mean, there's plenty of summer jobs mm. where, I work, where I live on the seaside. And I think start again in autumn and try and chuck in as many in that late September to yeah. the end of the year period. I think that's my option for next year. Yeah. So do you think you'll get back to the one-to-ones round about uh, that same time, John, or do you think you'll slip I, in I, a few I mean, earlier? Maybe one-to-ones I can try and force from around March and April, mm-hmm. get a few, yes, because yeah. I mean, it's a lovely time of year around here as well. So mm-hmm. that might be a good thing to do. See if I can get as many of them and, and the group ones can start, you know, later in the year, because mm-hmm. I, I'm not convinced this March one will go ahead. You know, I think we'll still right. have that. Household, household regulations will still be mm-hmm. in. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think next year. I mean, I, I think I'm still sort of looking at. To, you know, we're, I've done a lot of work uh, with a good friend David Noble in looking at. Who uh, was head of photography at the University of Staff. So we've certainly got two uh, of a trilogy of online courses workshops whatever you want to call them um so we'll continue to work on them feedback's been very good um i've been looking at um small group stuff uh, so obviously you're working within a group of six as well uh but obviously you've got mixed households so you've got to be careful so it, it does really you know limit you in what you can do i think it's a case of looking at what i can put in obviously a lot of so a lot of the work that I do teaching wise and photography wise isn't necessary. It's about de- developing people's storytelling and ability to think differently about work. Uh, so some of it isn't governed by, you know, I love to go in, you know, late February, March, uh, then into autumn through to you know, early winter. They're, they're, they're brilliant for me, but um, I think a lot of the stuff that I can do uh, does allow me a little bit more flexibility in terms of times, but there's obviously the th- as John points out, people, you know, January is a, always a write-off because people like Christmas, uh, so people don't want to book January, and then once you get into the summer holiday season, um, you know, people are going away. They've got all this, they don't want to be going out doing, even if you can get kind of work with the conditions and develop a different approach to photography, you, you don't want to be fighting with crowds of people, especially in the current well, climate. The, the other thing, Rob, is nobody really wants to get up at 2 a.m. for sunrise. <sighs> well, no, no, no agreed, but I'm not, you know, I, I don't, I personally, you know, as much as people like to photograph sunrise, sunset, yeah. I, don't, I don't worry too much about that because, mm. You know, there's learning and development and people can yeah. explore their own creativity. You know, photography doesn't stop. Uh, I, I guess the other challenge is, you know, in the places we love going to, you, you then get into mid-season. <laughs> you, know, you know, nobody's got a, a desire to be eaten alive. So. Yeah, I yeah. saw that video from Alex Neil. <laughs> oh, 
My God, yes. Yeah, it was like, that's why you don't go to Scotland after moving. <laughs> April. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of rough. Getting what, about, what about you, Andy? I mean, you know, in terms of your thoughts around, you know, this and... Yeah. Well, I've never been a big workshop kind of... I admit I have never been on a workshop before. Um, but my one-to-ones obviously ended straight away. That was it for the rest of the year. just cancelled outright. Um, and obviously I was co-leading a workshop with yourself, Rob. Yeah. In April, which got put back to next April. Fingers crossed. Uh, mm-hmm. So that all, you know, everything just stopped and I just had to re-divert. And luckily enough, a lot of my stuff is post-processing. So I could re-divert into that, finish off the collection of presets, make them available. That tidied us over for a couple of months. Other kind of online projects, the odd person want the, wanting some one-to-one time over over the wonderful Zoom that we're talking over at the minute. Um, so that's been all right. It's kept the lights on, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, but it, it does mean I have much more time to do things like make podcasts and... <laughs> play Fall Guys on Twitch and try to build up a community there and and do more stuff for Patreon followers and all you know you again like uh, you know people like people ask us what you, what do you do all day like brand build mm. you know you just constantly just trying to keep the brand building one way or the other whether it's building a small community or you know redesigning stuff or you know redid the website and all this kind of stuff and that's smart, Andy. I mean, Stop. you knew that thing you sent out was really lovely. I was going to say that was an, that was another thing. I now have time, so I, I take time over a newsletter. Yeah, wiggly. And what's it called? Wig- no, just, intentional, <laughs> intentional, that's John. That's the that one. That's really nice, mate. That is really nice. Yeah, I enjoy doing it because I, I also do the the local parish magazine as well. So the only thing is, the come I do them two together. So it's a bit of a uh, too much work to do. So that's coming up in the next couple of days to do sort all that out. And we're just going to step away from the podcast ever so briefly to one, restart the Zoom call, and to let you know how you can support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash andrewsgrey, where you can find a range of benefit tiers to support us to keep this podcast going and keep myself going, making content for you all. So you can find that at patreon.com slash andrewsgrey. And now, back to the podcast. All right, welcome back after that little advert break. Um, so, obviously, Rob is COVID, well, classed as COVID secure or ready to go, whatever the, the official terminology is. So, Rob, what kind of hoops are in place for us to, to jump through if we are to potentially go ahead with workshops in the coming weeks because no doubt it'll probably change by next tuesday yeah i mean actually that's that's the really useful thing of going through the uh, good to go uh, with the tourist associations um with visit england or visit britain actually he said actually um as well as giving yourself a fighting opportunity to to know what you have to have in place um but also you get in the most up-to-date information uh, in a slightly more organised manner um, because there's so much supposition and, um, you know, assumption out there on the worldwide wonderment. Yeah, it's difficult to know if you don't have an official channel. Mm-hmm. And, even, you know, we know how grey most of the stuff that the government put out, out has been. Um, so... What um, uh, Visit Britain did uh, is they've obviously they're trying to support the tourist economy uh, mm-hmm. and people working and having in, they a plug into that. So they, they set up their We're Good to Go, which gives you essentially a checklist of things that you work through uh, to look at uh, initially in the first instance to get your accreditation. Um, so it, it is looking at ensuring things like you know you're aware of you can't just accept that people have got to bring things like sanitizers and masks and things you do have to have your own you've got to think about spaces you're working in uh, whether it be indoor or out uh, and traffic managing traffic flow and things like that uh, it's been really good certainly 
we've sort of had some input with the West Highland Peninsula. Obviously, we're working in our American uh, for the workshops. So they, they've been really proactive as well in, in looking at what their guidance is um, on a very local level. As I say, you know, going back to the earlier conversation, it's, it's very much as well as about supporting the economy and the tourist uh, and the tourist sort of route around things. It's a, very much for them about supporting local people and making sure that local people are safe. Um, so, so just making sure you've got you're up to date with wherever you're going. Obviously, guidance is quite can often be very broad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it does include things like, like say, traffic flow around properties. Working with, we've been lucky that. Our accommodation providers, you know, they've done a lot of the work at their end as well for us. Uh, looking at things like floor space and people's, you know, and giving you guidance on numbers. It right. Have you like your, your hosting places actually forwarded you details on probably reduced capacities or? And that kind yeah, of and, and and also things like, uh, and this is quite a very real thing that you've got to take on board, is, um, you know, your check-in times, they're, they're obviously changing things like that to make sure they can do deep cleans uh, and make sure the handovers, uh, uh, you know, there isn't another kind of either the cleaning crew or other guests as you come in. Uh, there's a lot of guidance around, you know, obviously working in, bubbles if you're in education or the business sector um and this is this is where it becomes very very gray um, mm. um because obviously your bubble isn't a continuous one if 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 you were doing workshops regularly at the moment um you you don't have a continuous bubble whereas if you look at schools and colleges universities they're putting people into year group bubbles mm-hmm. so it's always the same people come into contact so i think this is where it's very very gray <laughs> yeah in my mind some people are taking advantage of it but right it, i had an old director in it who used to say the gray area is there to be invaded if we don't <laughs> invade it somebody else will um right I don't feel that quite that uh, ruthless, um, as John said. It's a, it's so much of it is about well-being of mm-hmm. clients and people where we're going. So I think you can do all you can. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, definitely have a look at. You know, as I say, if nothing else, just doing the work for, with the t- uh, visit Britain has allowed us. They we get regular emails a couple of times a week. Right. They, so are, are they forwarding through all the their interpretations of the updated things and yeah, stuff and, to and they're to? giving you yeah they're giving you actual links. They're giving you places to go to. It, it's taking right. away some of the grayness and making it mm-hmm. much more visible, much more easier to interpret. So there's less opportunity for getting something wrong. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, like but, locally for myself, I'm part of the the village hall committee, and we've get we get semi-regular updates from the the local village hall consortium who have taken up taken on board all this information and and then kind of pushing it out to the village halls of you need to do this this mm. this and this at which point we're all just going it's closed until we know better because <laughs> uh, it's it, obviously it's easier but we have got everything in, in place for when when we can mix again because obviously being in the northeast we are under uh, a local lockdown so yeah we can't really do much yeah. I mean uh, so, I think that actually that, that's a really interesting point you picked up Andy because I think that's one of the biggest challenges in that obviously areas have lockdowns and that's it that's changing you know week to week at the mm-hmm. moment uh, and obviously our you know what we do as you know as as landscape photographers running workshops you bring not only have you got to think about the area you're going into to where people have come from as well where your clients are coming from um you know are they coming from hotspot areas one of the other things that the app that uh we're going to go ask you to do and west highland peninsulas is you know 24 hours before the start workshop that you have to you have to get everybody to basically self-declare that they are covid free symptoms mm. wise uh, which a lot of that is on trust isn't it yeah. you know 
um, there, were, there may be people who, and again, because of, we're trying not to get too political here, but because, <laughs> the te- because the testing landscape is a little bit chaotic, shall we say, um, you know, how many of us know whether we've had it, got it, um, I mean, the, the whole virus as as a as a whole is a problem because the incubation period is what a fortnight. You could be asymptomatic, or you could have it and be displaying. At which point, only the ones that are displaying should are the ones going for tests. Uh, so, I mean, and then you know you're you're transmittable for however long, and then it takes you twelve days to end up in hospital, and another twelve. You know, so uh, there's a such a long period between potential exposure and the end point, recovery, hopefully, that, um, you know, it's it's a massive problem. There's a re- such a range of things and trying to deal with all of that. I mean, that's why it's such a dangerous virus. Yeah, it's because you can be transmitting it and you don't even know you've got it. It's not like a cold where you know you've got a cold. Mm. Don't sneeze in anybody's face because they're going to get it. Uh, that kind of thing, so... So, John, have you been down the road of going down to visit Britain, and uh, or are you kind of keeping an eye, keeping an eye on things? No, I'm keeping an eye, but like you say, keeping an eye is is impossible mm-hmm. on you know regular Google and that. And um, excuse me, sorry, guys. Um, one of the guys was talking on Twitter the other day, Mike Mike Prince, lovely fella, mm-hmm. and he highlighted to me about the whole you know getting. What, what, sorry, guys, what's the site called again? It's um, um, so it, it's well, it's visit Britain, uh, and it's definitely good to go. Yeah, good to go. That's right. And I thought, yes, I need to get on board with that because you know, especially when the Scottish thing came up, it was just like um, such a whirlwind, and your mind starts going, and you don't see things clearly. Mm-hmm. Another good point that you just part from was that um, where where your participants are from. Mm-hmm. Now, the one I had next month, I had a participant from Bolton area. I mean, Bolton area had a, a major amount of problems. You know, so. I need to, you know, and you do, there's so much to think about. You do need to keep looking at those rules and reading them carefully and going, right, am I doing this right? Am I okay? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, a, you know, it moves you up, really. So you've really got to keep on top of it. So I think for my one in November, I'll have to be on board with the, um, you know, the good to go thing. And then, you know, for next year, I'll be ready because after yeah. November, there won't be anything else for me anyway. But mm-hmm. somewhere where you can see some things clearer, it's got to be worth it for me because, you know, it's, it's, it's just a whirlwind, isn't it? A whirlwind of information and false information. Yeah. yeah. Rumours and whatnot. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like signing up for this Visit Britain ready-to-go thing, even if it's just to get the information sent to you yeah. in a in mm-hmm. a concise, plain-as-day kind of is, is the thing to be doing. Because... Like you say, you, I mean, obviously you shouldn't do it, but if you look on Facebook and you've got everybody's opinion in their own, um, it's it, it it's it becomes political <laughs> on on how they interpret things. Yes. So um, yeah, get, getting getting the proper interpretations and the full understanding of it has got to be the uh, the way forward, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think all the information you can get, you know, it just takes away a little bit of the stress because it's a worry, it's a stress. So you could just be spend your day chasing yeah. false and, avenues and and also, also like, like we, you know, now that we've got like regional dif- differences, um, I mean, like here, you're not meant to go anywhere outside your own household. You know, like make, see people outside your own household in in an indoors capacity i think so going to the local cafe that my mother goes to every thursday to meet her friends now she can't go to there to meet her friends so i went with her and the amount of people that came in that obviously weren't from the same household and the owner of the cafe had to turn them away because like you don't live together so you can't you, you know you can't you you can't be here you know if somebody said anything it's a ten thousand pound fine to us the you know the, the owners and you're just like I didn't even know that. And obviously a lot of people didn't know that either. So it can kind of get very, very confusing depending on where you are. And then you go to Wales and you can't travel more than five miles. And that's... Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a right Things mix. could change whilst you could be away somewhere, mm-hmm. fully compliant with guidelines. And 
you know, partway through a week, some things mm-hmm. are that fluid and dynamic at the minute. They can just change. And, yeah. I mean, I mean, like for the, I mean, I suppose if, if there was a, a workshop happening in Northumberland at the minute, because it's in a, it's in a lockdown area where you can't mix with other households. If you're on holiday, you're only meant to be here with your household. So like a workshop when six or seven folk coming from all over the country, they can come, but in theory, they're meant to stay all in their own household. It's bonkers to my, to me. Like, but. Yeah. I mean, good, good. Uh, Alistair Ross is obviously a very good photographer mm-hmm. uh, in his own right. You know, I mean, I don't envy their position. They've taken on. They're just, um, just this year, taken on that, on that holiday complex, haven't they? Yeah. And, and they've had, you know, had to, because they, they would have had mixed households coming to mm-hmm. maybe share two accommodation mm-hmm. that would be coming together and yeah, it's, it's a minefield, minefield. Yeah. No, I don't, I, I don't envy, any, envy, 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 here's the story coming back. <laughs> envy anybody in the, like, in the, like the hospitality and the hotelier business this, this year, it's just interpreting everything on top of, you know, three months of the season being wiped out. Uh, it's not being good. So, um, should we get into the slightly maybe controversial thing? Should workshops be happening maybe for the, you know, over the autumn? Mm. Anybody want to start? <laughs> it's <laughs> just a question. <laughs> Things you run in one uh, next month, which obviously isn't going to happen now. Yeah, it, it's a difficult decision, mate. Yeah, it mm. was. It was. Um, because, and the, I think from from my point of view, I don't... I don't get, well, it doesn't matter. Anyone can get this virus, yeah, yeah. but I don't, you know, I don't get 30, 35-year-old people coming along. They're mostly, you know, in the 50s, 60s. And, you know, you think, hold on, I really shouldn't be doing this. And mm-hmm. you do, you, you know, you then go, well, you've got to live, John, but hold on, those people, on the other hand, those people have got to be kept healthy, you know, and that could do you more harm than, you know. So it's incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult. Um, thinking about it, probably not. Right. In all honesty, probably not. If I can, I, and I think I can get away with this year. I, I generally, you know, on a financial mm-hmm. level, yeah, we'll get through and we'll get by. It's not nothing's going to be a disaster. Um, but yeah, perhaps thinking about it, maybe not. And maybe the ones next year or first part of next year, mm. maybe they should be knocked on the head as well. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I will, oh. you know, like obviously you know put the, put this in not not quite in context but obviously it's it's down to the individual photographer that's leading or the the group of photographers that's leading the these things and i mean it it should really it's obviously down to their discretion and on 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 how they're going to approach these things on whether they're going to do it whether they're going to go super super clean and everything by the you know by the book masks and sanitizers coming out of every orifice and whatever so, yeah so. um you know, so we're not we're not criticizing anybody that's actually running these. We're just, these just purely, you know, on more of an experiences on on these things. I mean, obviously, Rob, you tend to do things in groups. I mean, obviously, uh, sequencing workshops and things like that. Um, very much location based, but not really an outside kind of location, is it? Uh- yeah, I mean the the sequencing workshop uh, is is an online one. So that brings right. you know that was that was bringing people together. Uh, and David and I have literally just launched for starting next month uh, one called the project, which kind of links into it very nicely, but also works. And and again, that's online. Um, they have been designed, so it could equally be a face to face workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We, you know, maybe in next year, late next year, we will be able to do go back you know, to that. Yeah, go back, uh, and it is, but it's very much about people going out and being able to make photographs, make pictures, because you know it's about new work and new learning, new ideas, synthesis. Um, so obviously, at the minute, you couldn't necessarily bring people together to do that. Um, if you know, if you look at, you, you've got to I think whichever way you do it. And whichever way anybody does it, you've just got to take on all the information, follow the rules as best, you mm-hmm. know, and follow the information. Uh, and and as John so rightly points out, 
the demographic of mm-hmm. people that attend photography workshops. It's people who are, you know, have the time. So obviously often early retirees, older people. Um, and you, you've got to bear their well-being in mind as well. Um, so I think you, you have got to, you know, it's a tricky one because I think everybody out there is, is really thinking about how they can make a living well, yeah, this I year mean, into next. I mean, it, oh, it'll be a while ago now. I'm, I think it was Adam Gibbs. And I think he made a comment to, I don't know, it might have been Alistair, Alistair Ben. And he said, maybe the, the workshop business model is pretty well knackered now, you know, with this current situation and, and the chances of it coming back to normal anytime soon, that maybe everybody's going to have to rethink, maybe not over-relying on workshops, but, yeah. you know, that how much of a percentage of your business is workshops. Maybe you have to rethink that. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. I think a lot of participants, attendees, whatever you want to call them, are going to be thinking very hard before they book anything, mm-hmm. just because I'm on pure trust. Yes, I'm fine. I've, you know, they can be thinking, yes, I'm fine. I've been really good. I've shielded whatever I do. Has everyone else? Is everyone telling the truth? A lot of people are going to be like that because obviously mm-hmm. they're generally worried about their health, their family's health, whoever they come into contact with. So, yeah, like you say, mate. There's, I think, there's so much to think about. <laughs> You know, you really can tie yourself up in knots and make yourself quite ill worrying about all the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the possibilities. It's um, it's just like I say, it's simply put, it's just an awful time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we've just got to do everything right. But um, yeah, the future is is a worry. Yeah, can can you can you either of you see see you diversifying a little bit further? And obviously, John, you've said you kind of you do rely on the workshop thing quite a bit. I mean, can you see yourself having well, maybe having to diversify a little bit? Yeah. But, you know, you talk about, <laughs> I had a father for every time my dad told me, you should be a wedding photographer as well. Yeah, I'd probably be living in Monaco now. <laughs> but you, um, you also have to be that type of person. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm a, you know, I'm a quiet person. Mm. I like my landscapes. Someone tells me, you know, start taking portraits. Start. It's not me. Yes, mm. commercial, yes. But you can't force yourself to be a different type of photographer if that's not your thing, you know, it's all very well. Mm. People saying that the money might be there for you, but you know, I can't, that's not what I do. So within landscape, I think Rob's got some lovely ideas. Um, but God damn it. Yeah. There is a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously, uh, you'll make me myself and yourself, John, you know, we've, we've, we've started the YouTube thing, mm-hmm. you know, like obviously that's a, it's another brand building thing to, appear in search engines and that kind of thing for the online world. Um, I think we've probably missed the boat on the big money with, uh, with that. Uh, but obviously it does, it does help a little bit with the, uh, you know, getting the messages out there, getting, getting found. Uh, Rob, are you doing anything to satisfy the social media side of things? Or are you staying the traditional, I will get, get work the traditional way. Um, no, I mean, I think you've got to be, you have got to be a bit, you know, proactive and look at avenues in a way. I mean, same, same as John. I've, I am not a wedding photographer. I've, I don't work with people Hands on that level. Neither am I. Um, Tried it, twice. It's, it's, yeah, it is there as a, you know, but there are many better wedding photographers you know, out there who do it brilliantly. Uh, so I, I wouldn't want to necessarily push into that. Um, uh, I think there are opportunities to look at things a little differently in terms of uh, for what we do as landscape and outdoor educators, photographers. Um, so I think you have got to look at I think you guys have got the, you know, regardless of whether, you know, the big money on YouTube has gone. I think the brilliant thing it does that you guys do is you're keeping your name out there, uh, and that's because it's so easy. If you if you look, at, you know, think from a business perspective, for people to forget who somebody is, um, and that's so much about what you know. You, you look online, social media, and YouTube, and, and people. It's all about just make, keeping you in other people's 
forefront of their imagination so they know that you're there and that, at the minute I think that's a case of one of the most powerful things we can do is, is maybe think a little bit creatively about what we can do but also just keep waving at people and say hey I'm here I'm here I'm still here um, and obviously the, the connected stuff takes up uh, quite a chunk of time mm-hmm. um, so I've had to we've had to think about that as well differently this year so obviously yeah, so the what, age- it, what, what is the plans for connected this year then oh, or next year or maybe yeah well this year so initially the plan was when it was cancelled that we were going to patchings wanted to run it later in the year mm-hmm. uh, which looked great but obviously the way things are going things that, changed not happening um, so we are going for a, a virtual focus weekend with a an augmented uh, exhibition, uh, so we, a bit of te- techno wizardry. Gonna have to kind of work some stuff. It's the, you know, it, it, it feels a bit weird this year because we're, we're putting all the guest speakers on. Uh, we'll be using the joys of kind of this kind of system mm-hmm. um, as well, and putting some extra content together for people. But really, we felt it was important to bring the community together. We've got to have a little bit of something to cheer us up in all this shit show, <laughs> yeah, excuse my swearing. Um, so I think we, we just wanted people to come together still and have a chance to chat and discuss and listen to inspirational people. So at 7th and 8th of November, uh, we're doing a, an online focus weekend, six, six guest speakers over the two days that, we, that they've all brought in, who mm-hmm. the guys that were doing before. Um, That'll be that'll be happening. There'll be extra stuff around that, some extra video content, some extra podcasty type audio discussions, uh, some stuff going on. The one thing I've had to do this year with that, because the you know the time and the cost involved, you'll know yourself doing anything like this, and and to host like a, an augmented exhibition, you've got to look at specialist software and stuff and. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've had to say, well, there's a £10 notional charge this year for, for coming. So then we've got to make sure that those who come get... Get the worth. Get the, get the Exclusive access. Yeah, mm-hmm. and exclusive access to stuff. So, you know, that then adds another technical layer. So mm-hmm. but I think it'll be good. I think it'll be worthwhile. And again, as much as anything else, it's about keeping the discussion going and keeping in people's psyche. The, big, the biggest... A headache for me is I collected the work from the framers because they ran out of storage space uh, about oh, right. two weeks ago. And so I've got now 100 and something uh, 20 by 16 framed bubble wrapped prints that are currently <laughs> residing in my living room. Uh, <laughs> I'm, sure how Ka- the ha- I'm sure Karen is loving <laughs> you at the moment. <laughs> how the hell are people, you know, in the current climate are going to get to collect all that? Mm. You know, that was that was one of the reasons we'd swap the focus weekend to the end of the exhibition uh, mm. was so people could come along, enjoy two uh, days, yeah, take, and take the work it away. away with them. But yeah, best laid plans and all that. But, yeah, it's nothing like a, a, a pandemic to screw everything up. Yeah, but it's good. It's good to know that it's going ahead because that. I mean, I've been kind of involved in the last four or five years. Uh, I obviously met you both there. Uh, yeah, had wonderful time, wonderful chats with you both. They got, I mean, it's been great for me being stuck, you know, top end in a Thumbland here, and you know, obviously miles away from most of the folk on Twitter. Um, back in back when Twitter was really, really nice. Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah. getting to actually know these people that I see on Twitter all the time, or did back then. Uh, I mean, that, those weekends were fantastic. Absolutely brilliant, and even you know, even the ones that had travelled from abroad to come to it. I mean, that was even that was you know, really, really good. So, I mean, I, I I owe quite a lot to those weekends, Rob. So, thank you very much. And and obviously, I met John for the first time there. And John was yeah. the, last, the last person I saw before lockdown. Or like last <laughs> last photographer I saw before lockdown. You know what, Andy? I got a little video of you walking away from you. <laughs> That's like a little, you know, comes up on that really. Yeah. yeah, I did finally look at them photos I took that day and go, oh, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so in, obviously we were both worried about what was going on. So it was like, yeah, photography's just not going to, it's going out the window here. Oh, it's, but now, 
the things we look for. Great pick. Yeah, it was it was good to see you. Right, then, guys. Well, I think we've kind of covered a lot, quite a lot of things. So I um, just like to say thank you very much for both of you coming along and spending your part of your Monday morning with me uh, for this little chat. So thank you very much. Um, so Rob, if you would like to tell me and tell everybody, all three people that will be listening to this, uh, tell them where they can find you online and such forth. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well firstly, thank you, Andy, uh, for inviting inviting me on. Really That's appreciate cool. it. Uh, great to catch up with John. Uh, you know, the one very quickly. You know, the one thing that these Zoom and Teams meetings you get to see people again. You know, especially when we're in lockdown. That was that was a hard thing. So it is brilliant to catch up with everybody. So. Um, Certainly our workshops, were on www.rkphotographic.com. Uh, this workshop section at the top, the current one is called The Project. Uh, I'd say that's online, fully supported, um, four weeks, um, developing people's ability to work on a, you know, their own defined body of work. Um, we've got the residential ones, again, similar to John, looking at March next year for Art American. Uh, they're on there as well um, but yeah uh, certainly have a look on there and obviously I'm keep as active as I can on Twitter so RK Photographic um, but yeah huge thank you to the both of you I really enjoyed the chat no worries at all it's been a pleasure John where can we find your pretty face me <laughs> I'm in, I'm, you know, I'm in all the usual places. It's all, yeah. it's all under John Gibbs. I think most of my stuff is under John Gibbs' website, Instagram, Twitter. So, I mean, easy, easy enough to find, guys. And like, like Rob says, I'm just trying to keep myself out there. I haven't, I mean, the YouTube thing I haven't done for a while. But like I say, when you're not inspired, you can't feel yeah. something. So exactly. I mean, I, I, it's five or six weeks since I made a video. Yeah. Or released I, I, a video, I should say. So, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. Love doing them. That's the trouble. Mm -hmm. But when you're not inspired, you can't stand in front of a camera and go, "This is great," because yeah, you know you're just it's not feeling thing it. To admit, but that's just truth at the moment. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm just out in the usual places, guys. And um, you can always sign up for the newsletter on the on the on the website. And it's so difficult, you know. Like I say, I've got one in November. I've got workshops in March. Will they still be going? All I can do is do my best and just yeah. hope people will like looking at the images and remember me like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, there's so many photographic superstars out there. The, the you know the lesser mortals like like myself. Um, you know, you've got to just keep trying to battle and be out there. Yeah, like in the last podcast when I was talking to uh, Kaiser, she's one of the you know one of these photographers that does everything. But she's she just says she's continually knocking on doors, just reminding people that she's there. And I was saying like everything's on everything online's algorithm driven. So if you're not feeding the beast. You're just slipping away out of view, Absolutely. so then it's harder work to get back to it. So you might as well be flinging as much stuff on the Twitter, Instagram, and all that as much as you can, just to keep that fed. Because if you're feeding it, then you're you're going to be higher up the the visibility charts in theory, anyway. I'm just fed up with putting out old pictures now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of people out there just putting out old stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Making it black and white instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I've got a hell of a backlog. Uh, you know, the one thing it has given me the focus on is to actually, you know, the the, the years I've been going to Arden American, you know, aside from that, I've been trying to do my own project up there and mm -hmm. it, it's taken a back seat in terms of moving it on. So actually, in some ways, the, the time has given me a chance to look at that now and think about some new ideas. Um, not standing in front of a video card, I, I definitely can't do that like you guys to that extent. Uh, like I did try once and uh, spouted all kinds of uh, irre irrelevant rubbish. But uh, I, I have I've been, been doing that for three years, Rob. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, but it's 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 coming on a treat. Uh, but it no, I've been working takes on some video, <laughs> uh, so, some moving imagery. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that fits very nicely into the project. So again, that just comes into the, the this time gives a, a chance if if we can find the creative burst and the creative kind of drive here and there. It gives it does gives a chance to look at new avenues and new ideas. So 
I think that's the one thing we all strive for as creative people, yeah. isn't it? Just yeah. trying mm-hmm. to do something different and new mm-hmm. and that feels authentic to us. That's the important thing. Yeah, that's a very good so. point, Rob. Very good point. And on that point, thank you both very much. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you both very much for your time this morning. So until the yeah. next podcast, whenever that will be, keep a high. <laughs> See ya. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>